Talking about what's new with Los Angeles Clippers There's always so much to discuss Let's jump right in It's LA Clips Forum It's LA Clips Forum With Jesse and Brian Welcome to the LA Clips Forum I'm your host Brian Andrew I am without Jesse Sandoval today But I am joined by probably two better people uh first who i would probably say is the gate the gatekeeper of clippers twitter if you release a podcast this person is going to promote it for you i am here with my buddy trip maddox how are you doing i'm doing good i'm doing well thank you so much for having me on you dropped a project today i i did i dropped well i guess technically yeah it is uploading today and, and i said i would drop it on the first I did it early, so there's Trent takes on is live in theory wherever you get podcasts. I haven't even been able to check it all yet. I've just been working on it the last couple hours, so that's great. I'm going to drop about a dozen episodes to start. So. What is Trent's takes on? Trent takes on is a podcast about everything. It's it, this is not necessarily a sports podcast. It's more of a I'm a dad and a guy who wants to leave behind something for his kids some lessons, some stuff like that. But I, I have this innate anxiety, like I've, I'm afraid I'm going to die any second. Mm-hmm. So I got to leave as much as I can for my kids right now. And uh, even though I think I'm in good health, mm-hmm. but it's still, you get that anxiety, you just feel, get that feeling. So the, the idea behind Trent takes on is to leave something for my kids. And I figured since I'm doing it for them, I might as well just drop it out into the world. And if it helps anybody, hey man, that's a win. I'm, I'm not going to lie to you. So a couple of years ago, mm-hmm. uh, I felt like my life was going in the direction I wanted it to go in for the first time in a while. And I was like, I'm enjoying life. And then literally like a day after, since life was so good and I didn't want to lose it, I just got an anxiety attack and I've now had anxiety ever since. <laughs> so that's, that's how it works. Well, we got to work on mental health, baby. Yep. You, me, everybody. Let's all do it. So we're also joined by probably the best apparel designer in all of NBA. Uh, we're here by, we're here with Jake Barnes. How you doing? Good, man. How are you, Trent? Uh, uh, it's great dropping a podcast. Dope. Super oh, thank you. Can't wait to listen. Um, just here, man. Sunday morning, football's on. NBA's on later today. I'm hyped. Yeah. Uh, I'm watching the Rams game in the corner of my eye right now. They're okay. up by 31, so I don't have to focus too much during the podcast. So hopefully I could be a professional here. I'm a Panthers fan, so like it's really random, I know, but I'm a Panthers fan and they're kind of McCaffrey got hurt and that's kind of uh, I have McCaffrey in my fantasy team, so I've been watching that very closely. And I got Saquon. Uh, I got Saquon and he's cooked. I mean yeah. <laughs> yeah. I have and I'm uh so I went to USC and I, and I'm a huge USC fan. And uh, I, so I've been also following, like, I hope Sam Darnold has a successful NFL oh, yeah, career. So sure. I've been like kind of watching that as well. And sometimes it's like, sometimes he's on, sometimes he's not. So. Yeah. He's been okay. Yeah. He's been on. I mean, without, without the offense, like, you know, fully being there, it's kind of tough. So, but he's been okay. I think he's been all right. Yeah. <clears throat> so I, I wanted to bring you guys on because I was like, you know what? I did an episode with Jesse last week and we were like, you know what? Let's have like a fan club episode where we have a bunch of Clipper fans and we just discuss Clippers basketball. And this was following the 30 point Portland game. And I was like, oh, this is going to be fun. And (laughs) uh, it's easy to be a fan when you're winning by 30. Right. 
so i don't know if you know this because we might have mentioned it on our first podcast but i'm not sure like we we did a trial episode at one point where we discussed all this stuff and then we try to fit it in into our first episode but so mine and jesse's first idea for this podcast was that it was going to be called the clipper support group because <laughs> the clippers this is like when we went over to to dallas and we literally felt like we're like oh my gosh it's just another frustrating clipper season <laughs> and we I, we were going to make a podcast to help clipper fans uh go through some of their emotions of being a clippers fan but then we felt like you know that's kind of like saying that like you know what the clippers are always frustrating and it's kind of negative so we went with LA Clips form instead. And then, you know, the Clippers ended up having the best playoff run they've ever had. So it we we're like, cool, this is exactly. It seems like this is what the support group was supposed to be today's episode, possibly. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll, we'll, we'll see how this goes. Um, but I figured we would start off with some good news before we, good get, news. In, before we get into some of the disappointing basketball we've seen. And... It seems to me that these are official, but the Clippers haven't officially announced it. But we have new city edition jerseys. Mm-hmm. So, how what are, what are your thoughts on it, Trent? I, I've seen them uh, online on on the Twitter. You know, the, yeah. the ambassadors are getting them apparently, and mm-hmm. uh, I think they're amazing. I think it's a great combination of the original '70s San Diego cover, colors, and then the like the '90s script. It's mm-hmm. just a it's a I think it's a dynamite look. Oh, I agree. What about you, Jake? Um. Oh, give me one sec. One sec. Do, do your <laughs> thing. I, I'm, I, oh, can you hear me? Can you still hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Okay, cool. As far as as far as it goes on my end, like, I love the colorway. The colorway is like crazy. I love the San Diego. I personally wanted to fall into like the Braves colors, so like the white, black, and orange. Mm. That's something that I just feel like. Well, I mean, no one really has the the sky blue with the orange either. But I I don't know. I mean, I want us to change our colors. All the all around, like, <laughs> you know, the, the thing that like people don't understand about jerseys is that Nike has them produced five years in advance already. So, oh. so they're already done. All our jerseys are done for the next like three because I think they have a contract till twenty twenty five. Okay. Wow. So all 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 the jerseys are already like, you know. So complete. you're saying like the 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 jersey that we're gonna go into the Intuit Dome is probably already done. It's done for sure. Okay. So. Wow. Sure, done. Yeah. Uh, okay. That makes me a little nervous. Well, the, so they have, <laughs> you know, Nike is, you know, you know, they, the Clippers don't have any design, like, say in any Nike stuff. Okay. So it's all Nike. So, because I, I reached out to them, obviously, like, I've had conversations with the, with the Clippers about, you know, going into their team and like figuring things mm-hmm. out. And uh, they explained a couple rules and, you know, the regulations and stuff. And it's, there's, there's tons. I mean, they, the NBA is really straight that and uh, Nike. That's, that's odd. Yeah. It's, it's weird. Like you would think that they would want to like capitalize on great merch or however they do it, but yeah, you'd yeah, think Nike. they'd be a little more responsive to more current event stuff. Yeah. 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 I, I think so too. I, there's just a lot of like rules. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, this is very this informative is, though. Yeah. Like I didn't yeah. know all this. Yeah. So Nike, Nike takes care of that. And then like, they basically take care of all jerseys, all merch that's Nike related. So we don't touch any of that. 
well, well, we have the richest owner in sports. Can't he just say, you know what I like? You know, I like, I'm going to dress up my guys in silver and we're going to play Mr. Roboto by sticks every time they come on the court because I'm a kid of the yeah, even, you know, even for 70s. Pieces, yeah. Like they have to like, you know, present them. Wow. Yeah. That's crazy. Because yeah. I was thinking about it because like there's been a lot of rumblings that like, you know, Steve Bomber doesn't like anything that's Donald Sterling era whatsoever, right? Oh, so, like, so <laughs> there is a red jersey planned. Like mm-hmm. that's for sure. Like, I can confirm there is a red jersey. But there has been pushback for those reasons. Oh, okay, I'm into that. I'm wearing my red j- Clippers. Too. Yeah, no, I have tons of red Clippers stuff. Like, you know, and uh, I just, I mean, personally, like, I want to stay away from the red, white, and blue colors. Yeah. Uh, I just feel like the Pistons, the Sixers. like It's, who real, it's real common, yeah. Yeah, it's just real common. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's like if we get our own black, white, orange, or the blue with the orange and white, dope. Well, um, I, I think, like, I know this is going to sound um, – because I know orange is not a favorite color by a lot of people, but orange, my ba- 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 there you go. Yeah, yeah. Orange based on our history though, is a very relevant color. You know, it's hey. kind of like, I'm, I'm, I'm a Padres fan, you know, like, so when they went back to the Brown, it was like, you know, like it's not the prettiest color, but it, it means a lot in terms of their history. Absolutely. Sure. So like for the Clippers, like going from the Braves to San Diego, the orange is very meaningful. So if we centered around orange and then either if we wanted to keep royal blue or we wanted to go to the sky blue or go back to the black, like right. the, then we could like figure something. Out. It makes me a little nervous because I was hoping that we would at least get an entire like color scheme change going into the new arena. So, so I that, don't know. I don't know. Like that, I don't know. We don't know what colors we're going to go with. Like I, I'm assuming there wouldn't be because it seems like Steve Ballmer's really doubled down on like, black being a very central color to, yeah, for sure. you for know sure. and to me it's i don't know it's it's i don't mind it but it's a little it's i don't know it's a little bland to me a little bit especially since like it, it's just black and white but it's also got trims of red and blue where it's like if you're just going to do black then just do black and white you know like I, I, that's just how i felt about it it's it's real slimming that's nice. Yeah, it's true. You know, like if Glenn Davis was on this team currently, right. he, he would love having the black. Let me tell you, I think they're I think they're planning ahead to sign Zion Williamson. Oh, you know, yeah, yeah, right. You're gonna lose twenty. You're gonna lose twenty pounds just putting on this black jersey. That's a whole yeah. other Zion defensive tackle. <laughs> the, the, like the Pelicans are having you wear these navies and reds. Like over here, twenty pounds is right. off. You know, just gotta yeah, get right away. You gotta get the definition back on those arms. That's all. You know. <laughs> All right, so that's what well, I'm, I'm glad that we got these uniforms. I was really hoping that, like, this would be a, a transition into a different color scheme. Like, we all want a different color scheme, it seems like. I don't mind red, white, and blue, I guess. I don't mind it, but I do feel like if you are trying to get from the Sterling era, this it would be great to go back to San Diego, you know? Yeah. Even though technically San Diego is still Sterling. I believe <laughs> so, yes. yeah. a lot of people don't don't know that he moved the team from San Diego to LA without the, the league's permission. He just yeah, did right. it and, and, and ended and, up just paying a fine afterwards and shrugging his shoulders and say, well, we're in LA now, which is very Raiders ask of him. Right. So, yeah. it, it, well, you it, know, if Al Davis is your hero, I guess, <laughs> yeah. Oy, fake. If, if you're, if you're, if you're a Raiders slash Clippers fan, then I'm sure you, you're like you just love those rebellious owners. Um, 
We almost moved to Anaheim. Who would have thunk? Who would have thunk it? Man, they no. should have done that. I think they should have done it. I'm not gonna lie. I think they should have done it too. I know a lot of people who are in LA are very like, no, I'm not like that's not something I'd be into. But like for the people who are in the greater Los Angeles area, as where I grew up, and I know Trent grew up there, it I would have loved if they were in Anaheim because they wouldn't have had their own identity. I actually moved to uh, Orange County from Oklahoma okay. in in '94. Uh, at the end of the the, the inaugural Ducks season, mm, okay. and I think it was '95 when the Clippers started playing a half a dozen home games at the Pond, and I went to every one of those. Those things were packed, and when you saw their games, their their regular home games, and you're looking around, there's like five thousand people in attendance. It was like sad, but I, the city was ready to have them. We thought it was a done deal. Uh, we thought it was a done deal, and uh, you know. It is what it is. Yeah. That Sterling guy. Yeah. Boy. Boy. Who would who, have thought what the Clippers would have been probably too, especially since he was going to, I guess, according to the article I read, and I wish I had the name on me like, on the top of my head, but it's uh, he would have gave control to somebody else temporarily. Right. And yeah. who knows? And maybe they would have been a little bit more relevant, you know? Yeah. It's it's entirely possible. It's like I grew up in the Inland Empire, so we Anaheim's only like a, 25 30 minute drive if the traffic's right and uh and then i've recently moved to anaheim so like i would if they were still in anaheim you know although like I, i'm glad they're getting a new arena in inglewood my first thought was like the traffic's gonna suck going oh, to those games you know, like, yeah the reason i haven't gone to a rams game like my wife the other week was like why don't we go to the rams game i'm off this week and i was like i don't know i just don't feel like driving there <laughs> uh, i went the inaugural season of the rams when they did mm-hmm. the whole like at the coliseum mm-hmm. man that traffic was like unbelievable oh, yeah. I took an Uber and it was like the worst experience ever it was I, so i just accepted i wasn't good i went to the first game against the seahawks and i was just like i just accepted i'm like you know we'll just chill here for a couple hours i don't <laughs> there's, there's no rush for sure for sure bro. all right so the Clippers are into their Clippers are five games into the season uh, on a show of hands, which, you know, for the audio listeners, this is great content. Uh, who would have saw uh, them going one and four? Uh, none of us, right? I, I, I didn't see it happening, but uh, yeah, I will no be, way. I will be honest. I believe the regular season starts on Monday. The first. Oh, sure. okay. and that was <laughs> just like, we had like five extra preseason games. Yeah. No, um, well, I feel much better now then. Well, that's what it looked like at least. Oh yeah. It was, it's, it's not been pretty. It's, it's just really clunky basketball. Like, and it's, I think maybe we have this idea of what Clippers basketball is supposed to look like from last season when it was a lot more smooth and it's not like, and I'll be honest with you. If we're going to, and a lot of people are talking about like Pat Beverly, you know, we lost Pat Beverly and Pat Beverly probably wouldn't let this happen. I'll be honest, like Pat Beverly would have probably missed these games. He probably would have missed this game. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, he, he, he would have been, he would have been clapping in street clothes. Yeah. So, there will be uh, no Pat Beverly slander. But you are correct. <laughs> so, the thing is, like, when we brought in Eric Bledsoe, I was like, he's a lot smoother of a basketball player. He gets to the rim a little better. He could, he passes a lot better. It's just his shot's not quite there, but it's not like Pat Beverly was going to be shooting five or six threes a game, anyways. You know, it's just like right. Eric Bledsoe's doing that. He's just missing all of them. It's it, honestly, when you look at all the advanced metrics, like 
follow Justin Russo on Twitter, fly by night. He is so good at these advanced metrics. And he pointed out that uh, shot quality data, the Clippers should be four and one. It, what it boils down to is we're just not hitting shots. We have the second best shot quality rating in the NBA behind the Utah Jazz who are four and one. So to make a long story short, we're just not hitting the shots we're generating. Yeah. And is there, a, is there a solve for that? Like, is there a team outing? Like, do we go to Harry Potter world or something? Do we, <laughs> you know, get the guys together and, and go out for Korean barbecue and karaoke? I don't know what the answer is. I don't know. I don't think Korean barbecue is the answer because I've, I've done Korean barbecue before and I've never felt better after the Korean barbecue experience. <laughs> like I've always, I've always like, I always think it's great going into it, but then I'm like super greasy and, and just full of meat. <laughs> like, leave, leave, leave meat sweats. Meat yeah, sweats. Yeah, it's not, it's not a good experience. It, I'll, I'll tell you just at the, at the end of the day, when you look at the, the, what the defense is doing in the half court, it's actually really, really good. The metrics yeah. on half court defense are fantastic. The places where we're struggling are rebounding, rebounding and rebounding mm-hmm. and then transition defense, which comes up a lot because we're not rebounding well. Right. So, I mean, if the shots fall, these games look totally different. Absolutely. Absolutely. I just, I feel like the guys aren't having fun. Yeah, it doesn't and, look like and that, yeah. that is is just killing them. Like Paul George is balling out and everybody else is just like, oh, I can't hit anything. And when you when you're in your head like that, it's gonna be a tough tough road to get out. Well, well keep keep in mind too, like two primary players on our bench this year were getting DMPs all last year too, you know. So we're asking That's, a lot from players yep. who weren't playing last year. And then we're asking a lot from a player who was not on our team last year. And mm-hmm. Technically, our third best player, you know, uh, I, I have some takes about this, but like Marcus Morris is now not playing. And when he was, he wasn't moving. It, it to me, like a lot of people are talking about our defense, but if I, I think people are, in my opinion, our defenses actually look pretty okay, in my opinion. Like you're playing against other NBA teams, other NBA teams are going to score. You know, it's just, it is what it is. So it, it just looks worse when the offense isn't executing the way we wanted to execute well that's the truth like when you're making shots and the games are and you're not coming from behind by 10 to 15 points in the fourth quarter you the defense is going to look a lot better from the eye test it's just i think a lot of people from the eye test but like you said the half court defense is pretty okay it's just we're not rebounding we're giving up second chance points and it's just making it a lot different it's a lot harder to play defense yep. twice in the same possession so, so yeah. do you have any takes jake yes yeah, so i was about to say like you know, we unfortunately like we've got a lot of dynamic guards in like the first what five games. We've got Sexton, Garland, we've got Dame, CJ, Steph Curry. Like mm-hmm. the one thing I do see a lot of is like as soon as you know a big man comes to you know hit sit a set a screen for a pick and roll, I see either Bledsoe or Reggie like you know not really hedging it, or they're like kind of just lazy on the on you know on the screen and then leaving Zubots on an island. Yeah, it's tough for Zubots to like you know like. I mean, it's either the big man's going to roll or he's going to get stuck on an island. He has right. to make a decision. And a lot, of, a lot of the fans blame Zoo, you know, but it's really kind of not his fault. It's, no, it's not on him. And then when he gets sucked out to cover that, he's out of rebounding position. Right. Exactly. So even if, he, it, yeah. even if he blows up the shot, we don't have anybody there to clean it up. Exactly. And then and then there's moments where he is in rebounding position, but you know, the the further away the shot is, the the longer it's going to come off the the rim. That's just right. natural. I don't know. Long long shots generate long rebounds. No. It's, it's a science. So it, 
we don't have it doesn't seem like you know reggie and like all these other guards are crashing the boards i, I feel like canard is a little bit but like it's just yeah. like we're not we're not we're giving up all these second chance points and we're all pointing fingers at Zubak, but he's not it's like it's not oh, his no. fault when we're playing like a six five person at at the four and we're it's, playing so much five out and yeah. when we put those small lineups on the court without a center we're just getting annihilated we, on the boards oh we, yeah so yeah, it's my wife Hi. <laughs> <laughs> it's the thing is like like i said things that are good is that you know paul george had two bad games but then he had a very good well, he, game against portland you know which, he's had three mvp games yeah like <laughs> so those, he's, he's he's like 60 percent awesome right now right. on the season <laughs> and and they're being we're getting it's being overshadowed by the fact that we're losing these games like we yep. shouldn't be losing the games that paul george is putting 35 plus up you know that's just that, that's just that should be a philosophy that should be on the whiteboard <laughs> in the clippers locker room if paul george is putting this up then we should not be losing these games and yeah. so i don't know like like you said it looks like they're not having fun and i don't know who that falls on because i feel like lou does a decent job of being positive at, at the end of the game you know he'll be like hey we need to work on this but he he trusts that his team can pull it off he's putting the, like you said based on the numbers he's putting the team in position to to have open shots and yep. to be in scoring opportunities but we're just not hitting them so go back to that to the blazers win in that in the fourth quarter, Terrence Mann had that semi breakaway where he essentially decimated somebody's ankles and then mm-hmm. stepped back and hit that three and that bench reaction. Right. That's what we need to see like three or four times in the first quarter. Yeah. You know, when Paul George does something just ridiculous, we need to see that bench just blow up. Mm-hmm. And that that infectious nature, shot making is infectious. You know, when a team gets hot, a team gets hot. Yeah. And we're not getting hot because we're not letting the infection spread. Maybe we're vaccinated against that part. I don't know. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm intrigued on like, I'm not against like, and a lot of people are like, Hey, we need to change the lineups and stuff like that. I, I'm not. Oh, the trade talk. Yeah. I'm, I'm oh, not, the I'm, trade talk. I'm not there yet necessarily. It's just, and a lot of people are like, we need to start sending people to the bench and we need to start, you know, putting people in the starting lineups so like i'm not quite there yet but i am i am in, i am intrigued on maybe like a bledsoe man switch in the lineups or something like that like i know i brought up some trades in the last podcast i did where i was like yes. you know yes mr trade over here i'll just 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 throw him, just give him more just give morris anybody or you know like <laughs> trade trade zubak isaiah could be fine you know but no i i do I don't want to trade anybody. I just, I just don't want us to get in a position where it's harder to trade certain players later. You know, like for example, like if we know Morris can never walk again, then trading him to next year is going to be a lot harder than trading him this year. I've, I've seen some footage from their practice today. I saw that, and too. he's out there five on five with Serge. They're both out there at the same time, and you know they look like they're real close. Both of them do. They look like they're moving so, a lot better now. They are playing against like the coaches, uh, but I, I do, I, I, I have some optimism. I'm always optimistic. So, I, I really think it's just if we can get Marcus right, that's a huge upgrade. Oh, absolutely. So, oh yeah. And for those who are like, let's trade 
Marcus Morris, I say, uh, what are you going to get for him? Who wants a guy Probably. that can't move, that Probably. can't shoot? Nothing. nothing. You're not going to get anything for him. Yeah. Yeah. So our only option is to get him right. My, my favorite people are the people who come up with, like, with trade scenarios for trades that no other team will accept. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. why don't we trade Marcus Morris and, and Keon Johnson for Bradley Bill? Why wouldn't the Washington Wizards do that? <laughs> <laughs> It's like I don't I don't know. I don't. Oy vey. There's, 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 a the, reason, the, there's a reason why the, the, the trade, get their jobs. The <laughs> trade talk that just makes me lose my poo is Kyrie Irving. It's like oh. let's trade for Kyrie Irving. Let's trade for Kyrie Irving. Let's trade for Kyrie. Irving. And I'm I just I'm gonna lose it, people. I'm gonna lose the poo. We're all gonna be looking for my poo for the rest of the year. <laughs> you don't want that head case on a team that is pretty fragile right now. That's the last thing we need is a head case. We've got to get right. And, and team culture is, is something that, that we've been working on for a long time. We can't have head cases. Even if, like, I don't even think we could afford him. Like, a, you know, realistically, it'd take, like, our depth completely away. Like, it's not even yep. it's not even a realistic trade. If I was Brooklyn, I'd laugh at it. So, you know, like, the, it's not the, even really. The only thing that Brooklyn could – I guess say yes to would just be the idea of like, fine, we'll take something because we're not going to have them this year. But I do think Brooklyn should sit out to make sure that maybe New York's mandates will change at some point. I think that's, that's what I think it's going to have. I mean, yeah. I, I think probably, but if you ask me, like, I think Kyrie's going to play. If you ask me, like, I, down the line, February, somewhere in there, maybe before the All Star break, I think he's yep. going to play. Yeah, Eventually. I think so too. Like, it, yeah, it's just like holding out. And then you and then you got to think about this guy who's threatened to retire if he gets traded. He's only got this year plus a player option left on his contract. Mm. If you do make a trade for Kyrie Irving, he's probably going to walk after this year anyway. Not, uh, you don't yeah. need that. Not really. No, he's not. And and it just doesn't seem like like Kawhi. He just he just was. You know what? Like I went to the Clippers because I don't want to deal with. Yeah. any bs and now you're yeah. bringing bs here like no i'd rather just have luke Kennard not live up to expectations than, <laughs> than have Kyrie here. <laughs> like, you know like it's funny like i have a i have a personal relationship with some of the players right mm-hmm. and um they're great guys and all you know and, and when it comes to you know hooping and, and these guys being actually hurt and stuff and you know like i saw marcus on last thursday when was the Cavs game thursday or wednesday uh, it's Wednesday. Wednesday, yeah. Okay, and I, you know, with seeing him there, it's just kind of like, you know, he looked, he's hurt, he's hurt. Yeah, I mean, it, it's it's clear, you know, he's hurt. And Dante Jones working really closely with him, trying to get him right, and uh, it's just you know wear and tear on the NBA body. We've had two seasons in a year. Yeah, uh, yeah, three seasons in two years. You yeah. know, three seasons in two it, years. That's, that's it's that's it's cool. a lot. It's been a lot of nonstop basketball for these yeah, guys. Yeah, you know, it's the traveling, the training, like yep. yeah, the uh, pandemic on top of everything. Like, and the NBA did us yeah. absolutely zero favors scheduling in the postseason last year. So it, I think it's, right. it's just continuing. We were playing every other day, I think. It's just yep. like, for, for a month. Yeah, yeah, so for most straight. It's like a little too much basketball. And I, re- I remember too because I got really frustrated. I think I was texting Jesse about this, and I was like, "It's a, 
the way they set it up was that they had an open Monday that there was no playoff basketball. Yeah, on. yeah, yeah. And I, and I was like, you know, if you just wait, if you just gave the Clippers and Suns a two day rest, yeah, you, you would have had basketball that day. Yeah. And and they decided not to do that. And I don't know who's called on if it's like the networks or if it's like the league scheduling or if they have to do it collaboratively. Like whatever that falls on, it's ridiculous. But like someone, get- someone had to be like, you know, it like someone has to look at the scenario and be like, yeah, seriously, right, you know, the Clippers have two top ten players on their team, so there's a decent chance they could get out of the Mavs series, right? So, or if it wasn't the Clippers, the Mavs wouldn't have been in the same situation. So, there's two teams here that they should have said like, hey, if we do the schedule this way, they're gonna play every other day for an entire month that they keep if they get past the second round yeah and and it was just it just blew my mind that no one said anything or did anything and this is when there was still a lot of basketball going on where if you wanted basketball every day you probably still could have pulled that off yeah you could have had it yeah you know it was just and then Cl- the clippers had to play games at noon uh, in the staples center <laughs> because, and, and i was frustrated because i was like the kings and the lakers are both out of the playoffs like why are we playing yeah. at noon like yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe the maybe the Wiggles had a concert that night or something. Yeah, like they booked something because they figured like, why would you book something <laughs> if you think the Lakers are going to be in the playoffs, right? Like everyone thought the right. Lakers were going to continue. <laughs> you know, like you're right. What can we say, Brian? The, the Wiggles became available, so like, we, we booked them. Imagine like the Wiggles, like, hey, we're going to be in LA, and then the Staples Center is like, oh, we could just move this Clippers we game just, to noon. Yeah. Like we don't, we, we don't can move it. the Clippers playoff game. It's no big deal. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> yeah, we're good. So. Are you guys concerned at this stage or are you guys just kind of in a wait and see? Like, um, you know, I'm going to speak on behalf of my, my little brother is concerned. Like, you know, he's, he's 21, but he's like, no, like, you know, our offense is terrible. We look poverty. I'm not, like, I'm, you know, I'm not as concerned. Like, you know, it's a game of averages mm-hmm. and we got to hit our shots a lot. We have a lot of open looks and they're just not falling. I would like Reggie to like maybe tone down his volume a little bit, get more efficient, go to, oh. you know, like like uh, last year he had a pretty good. I think he was shooting like what forty six percent from the field last year and like forty two from three somewhere around there. Yep, forty eight and, and forty three. Yeah, so if you like, you know, dumb down your shots a little bit, maybe get get your. I see him do like a little little um pick and pop sometimes with Zoo. He'll mm-hmm. come off the screen, nice little nice little like eighteen footer. He does stuff like that. I think he, you know. It'll open up our offense. Obviously, Terrence, I feel like he's a little gun shy. Mm-hmm. So, I, like, I agree. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like, as soon as he's going downhill, sometimes he sees an extra defender and he just kind of like freezes a little bit, hesitates, and looks for a pass out. Um, he doesn't shoot open corner three sometimes. I see as that. A, as opposed uh, to just taking the ball up, maybe getting a call, you know? No, like, like, I mean, aggressive. Like, and I yeah. think maybe that's maybe some of the issues too is that like the Clippers aren't confident they'll get a call. And so they're settling for bad shots, even though like, I don't yeah. think they're terrible shots. It's just like, there's still six seconds left in the shot clock. Are we, do we need to settle for a three with a defender in our face? Like stuff like that. Like Sometimes it's like overpassing too. Sometimes. I mean, cause we do have a lot of shots early in the shot clock. You know, it does come from Reggie most of the time. Um, but sometimes like, you know, I'll have, we'll see Terrence in the corner open for a three and he'll just like hesitate. And it's like, he wants to shoot it but he doesn't shoot it. So he like, goes and, 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 and I think it's the personnel on the court. Cause sometimes when Luke is out there, I really do think they're overpassing to make sure Luke gets his shot. That's what of, I think too. That's what yeah. I think. I just think it's like, I understand, you know, the analytics say that 
Luke is, you know, a bomb. Like he's he's gonna he's gonna put it forty percent three point shooter. Got it. But at the end of the day, like if you're open, you know, shoot it. Take yeah, good shot. I, I agree. And if you're in rhythm and you're open, shoot it. And sometimes when I think Eric Bledsoe's out there, we're under we're underpassing. <laughs> like sometimes right. I'm like, I'm like, hey, you know, there's still 10 seconds left on that shot clock. You didn't need to take that three. I know they're leaving you open. And you yeah. can make like a lot of people are like, he's a terrible three-point shooter. He's a 30% three-point shooter, you know. So 32.8 career. It's, it's not it's yeah. not that he's Ben Simmons or anything like that. It's he can make that shot. And I do think like him shooting that three is important for him to get in the rhythm eventually when these games are, are beginning to matter a little yep. bit more. But I do think like we could, we could go with an extra pass or take a dribble in and shoot it, you know, something like that. Right. Uh, he, he did have a couple of times when he had an open three that they had swung it to him. And instead of taking that three, he immediately just put it on the deck and drove in and generated an additional space because he has gravity. Yeah. yeah people sure. have to respect him on the dribble. So I'm not mad if he takes that, that pass out and he's wide open, just drive in and move the defense a second time. And we'll get somebody else that open three, Cause, cause but we're going to live or die by the three this season. Oh, yeah, I agree. Yeah. Cause like Bledsoe's one of those players too, where it's like, you got to respect him going to the lane or you're going to pay for it. Cause he could get past the, and he could probably strong arm a few centers in the league as well. Oh yeah. You know? So like, you're going to regret it if you do not like crash the pain on him. It's just like, we got to get those calls. And, and I just don't think the team's confident. And I think it's PG situation where the team doesn't oh, feel yeah. like they're going to get the call because PG's not getting the call. If he's not going to get a superstar call, then Eric Bledsoe's not going to get it either. But I don't think that's the case either. I think, like, if you legit go in there and get fouled, you should get the call. I, I just – you got to be – you got to be aggressive. You can't think like that. You yeah. can't say, well, I'm not going to get the call. I'm just not going to do it. So I, these guys are in their head. Yeah, I, they, I think they're just in their own heads. These guys have been playing basketball for their entire lives, you know, and you're oh, yeah. taught to go to the lane, try to get the call. If you don't get the call, this is why you go in strong, stuff like that. And I think they just – and the thing is, like, I do feel like well, like some people are saying, like, Eric Bledsoe defensively hasn't been the best in the last few games, but I do feel like he guarded Steph Curry pretty okay. You know, I know Steph Curry went on his run, but he, he did okay. You know, that's all we ask is to be okay against Steph Curry. And but I do feel like that takes a lot of energy, and I and I wouldn't be surprised if Eric Bledsoe just like maybe just right now is like he's either a conserving some of his energy and that's why he's settling on shots. He's not you know being as aggressive on defense. I don't know, but I, I I'm a little bit more patient with Eric Bledsoe because he's still new to the team but like some of these guys that we've had for a while i'm a little like i'm surprised between was playing as well as he did and he played olympic basketball you know so mm-hmm. yeah you guys he have won any... a silver medal and a knighthood come on yeah. he's sir nick yeah that's <laughs> yeah. that's true like and uh do you guys have any final thoughts before we get out of here um i think we're gonna be all right uh you know I hate those like two back-to-back Minnesota games coming up because uh, Minnesota looks pretty good, right? I so yeah. actually like I I drafted like almost all of them on my basketball fantasy. I think they're gonna be a plane. 
Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be surprised. We're gonna either, get but... like nine, eight, ten, some ten, nine, eight, somewhere in that range. And yep. uh, Towns is going to man. Oh God. Well, well, a lot, remember a lot of people chose the Pelicans to be above the Clippers in the in the seeding this year, where nah, no where, their star, where their star player needs to get his blood sugar checked every morning Dude, now. No way, man. Oh, oh, oh. I'm oh. so down on the Pelicans, like. Devante Graham, like, <laughs> no, there's no, no, way. no, 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 way. Yeah. it's okay. So, we got Brandon Ingram, yeah. <laughs> so, we play the Thunder, which hopefully we win because they've actually they get their one win of the years against the Lakers. So, I feel like mm-hmm. they can win a game if we're not playing our best. And they're decent, bro, they're decent. Like, Josh Giddy is a hooper. Darius Baisley's a hooper. They're decent. Like they're young, of course. So it's you know tough for them to win close games and stuff like that. But they are definitely decent. And they're creative on offense. They have a lot of creativity at the guards and they have big guards. Shay's six what? Shay's like six five. Giddy's six six. It's tough. Yeah. It's tough. It's a tough matchup. I, I think taking this next week's lightly would be the kiss of death. Uh, you know, you look you look at last year's records for these teams and you'd say oh we should easily go like three and one maybe four and oh this week uh i don't think that's anywhere close to a guarantee i would say if we come out of this week two and two that's probably a good thing considering how poorly we've played i'd like to see us go three and one to be honest i think we can i think we can split those games in minnesota because my plan is to, to make the guys go to the mall of america on the day off in between (laughs) you guys just go to the mall of america take them on a kid shopping spree you know, right. yeah. act like kids, have fun, and then we'll come back and play some more basketball the next night. No, I, I totally agree with you. I, I think that I think that's that's the right uh, that's the right play. They just have a, don't even practice. Like at this no, point, no practice. Just go to Mall of America. Yeah, go to the mall, dress up, have fun, <laughs> act like kids, get in the ball pit. You know, play and, those and, little the little shot things at the arcade. And, and I, I'm not sure that. I'm not sure. Like, I don't like Buffalo Wild Wings, but every mall should have a Buffalo Wild Wings. So I'm assuming they have a Buffalo Wild Wings there, and you can watch the Thursday night football game while oh, yeah, just chilling. And that uh, should be a that should be a constitutional amendment, Brian. Yeah, every, every mall should have a wing place. Yeah, at least guarantee. a wing place, a good yeah. wing place. And then if you, you if you settle, you settle on Buffalo Wild Wings. But sure. <laughs> you, um, so we played the Thunder, which. In my opinion, if we lose that game, then I'm a lid. I'm like, all right, it's not necess- it's not necessarily that I'm concerned about the team. I'm concerned of that we're gonna get stuck in a, a tough seating situation later in the season. Because keep in mind, like 500 is not good enough to be in the top six seed, and you could have a losing record and probably get in the 10th seed for the play-in. But you don't want to put yourself in that spot where you have to win two games to get into the playoffs just to play. Like a tough, a yeah. tough jazz team or something yeah, like that. Jazz warriors, somebody like that that's playing really well. So, we really need to start getting to the point where we're securely above five hundred. Because even if you're in the playing tournament, you're at the seven seed. You're at least at home, and you play one game. And if you lose, you could play another game just in case. There's a little, there's a lot more uh, that you're in control of there. Uh, well, well, we play a lot better when our backs are against the wall. So I'm not scared of a play in. I don't want to be there. I don't want to be there. <laughs> yeah. uh, and uh, the last thing the Clippers need is for whatever reason, it's a play in tournament. It's a playing game. And we're playing the Lakers in their playing game because everyone got hurt throughout the year and they have and they barely made a <laughs> run to get in. Uh, 
Because if there was like a one-off and the only playoff game in history was between the Clippers and Lakers and it was a one-off play-in game, I just I couldn't. <laughs> I would have to get off Twitter. I just have to shut down and hopefully the Clippers win. Uh I always, I always felt this way about the Clippers is I wish I lived in a different state being a Clippers fan because I don't have to walk around and hang out with Laker fans all day. It's just a lot easier to just to do it that way. So we played the Thunder, which hopefully we win, right? We get the two and four. And then if we split the Timberwolves series, which hopefully we go to the, the thing is you just don't want to go 0 and 2. Then we're three and five. You know, it's a little bit more doable. And then the Hornets are really good. So that's where you're kind of like, you know, we we'll could go see. two and two, you know, like, you know, the Hornets. Is that in Charlotte or is that here? Uh, here. That's here. Sunday, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. It's Sunday, a Sunday game. Seventh or six. Yeah. Okay. And then we play the Blazers again, which I feel like the Blazers are now officially our litmus test every year. It's like, all right, so are we, are we playing fine? Let's just, let's play the Blazers real quick to see where we're at. <laughs> like, and then we'll, we'll have an idea. And then, you know, then it gets a little tough. You know, we have, the Heat, then the Timberwolves, the Bulls are playing Bulls. well. The Spurs are not that great. And then we play the Grizzlies again. And then hopefully uh, we either play against uh, Fat Zion or no Zion when we play the Pelicans. <laughs> I, I would say Zion's at least three, four weeks away from coming back. Yeah, he just would, doesn't look ready in any way, shape, or form. Yeah. Like, I would say I don't look in better shape than a lot of people right now, <laughs> but I, but I might be, I might be in better shape than Zion right now. Um, so you well, got, I, I secretly send him a dozen Krispy Kremes every week. Just and, and he and you know and he just has an issue. He's like, man, I just can't say no. Like I try, I ate, I ate, I, 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 I stuck to my diet, but these this shit it keeps coming in, and I just can't say no. Like it's Krispy Kremes from yeah. Drunken Trent. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right this was good you guys have anything you want to plug before we head out um i mean i have a new drop coming soon uh, i'm working on other franchises so that's another thing to look out for uh, i've had a couple other teams reach out um yeah there's tons of stuff on the way uh hopefully something with the clippers coming into the spring so yeah oh, i'm super stoked i still need to get my first <laughs> shirt jesse bought one and I was supposed to get one too, but I was extremely broke at the moment. So, nah, so Je- Jesse's buying T-shirts instead of uh, batteries for a smoke detector. Is that what's going on? So he he says there's priorities, and he okay. was like, you know, I'd rather look clean in the drip, you know, than uh, survive a fire. Which you fair know, enough. Yeah, fair it makes enough. sense because like if so if someone uh, sees him, you know, flat up like his 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 dead body uh burned alive someone could walk in his closet though but they didn't get hit by the fire but oh yeah he's got that jake barnes shirt that's that's pretty dope that's he, he, at least he had that going for him before you know he like, neglected his safety also can i just say i appreciate everybody out there wearing these shirts like i went to the mall the other day burbank mall mm-hmm. out here in, in the valley and like i saw a kid in a t-shirt and i just walked right past him because i want to be that guy and be like yo like you know, you're in public. <laughs> you know, I've gone to the games and I've seen people in the, you know, obviously at the games with them on and stuff, but this is like, it's a little different when it's like outside, you know, and it, it, it was pretty crazy. So shout out to everybody wearing them for so, sure. So what, so like what made you think that like for either a, what made you think that that's something you wanted to do or MB, when did you realize it was taken off? 
So, uh, I mean, I, I had a brand before this. I've always been like in like the quote unquote, like street urban wear, like contemporary wear, like uh, field. So um, I kind of grew, grew my experience from there. But when it came to the Clipper stuff, there is this guy called Warren Lotus. He's a brand um, and he does like a lot of NBA merch. He does the Lakers, uh, some of the Nets. Right now he's doing the Pistons, Rockets, the Jazz. Uh, he did Milwaukee, Phoenix. And um, I was always, he does like these little like renditions of like famous times and like, you know, or famous clips or famous players. And he kind of renditions them in like skulls and makes them, makes them look a little different. Mm-hmm. And uh, I just remember going like, yo, when, when's the Kawhi coming? Like, are we ever going to get like a Clippers shirt? Cause I'm a Clippers fan. I'm not going to be out there in a Lakers shirt. Yeah. No, or, or, or a Bucks shirt. Never. No, you know what I'm saying? So when it came to this, I was just kind of like, let me do something on my own. I already have experience in this field and uh, let me try to put something together. And I mean, it worked out. Obviously I got in contact with Terrence and Terrence was kind enough to take it, put it on, on that, on game seven versus the Mavericks. And he had a great game and that was, that was, that was dope. Um, from there, Clippers Twitter started like, yo, where is these shirts coming from? And then Reddit kind of took a mind of its own. Shout out to Reddit. Reddit, like, really helped me out. Um, and that's how it kind of, you know, happened. With Paul George, I, I got in contact with some of his peeps, and they're, like, mad cool. They show a crazy amount of love. Paul George is super humble, and I appreciate everything he's done for, for not only the franchise, but for myself. So, uh, that's dope. Yeah, no, for sure. That's kind of where it was like, okay, you know, Paul George got this on and I was working in a warehouse, freaking out, like, you know, who <laughs> sent me his ESPN screenshot and they were like, yo, Paul George has your new shirt on. The first thing I thought was, how do you even know this in my new shirt? I haven't showed it. But they knew, people knew off the top, you know, and, and uh, I got the screenshots and I was like, wow. And I was driving on the way home and like my Twitter was just like blowing up and i get home and i just set up the shop real quick and people are just you know flooding the gates and it was man it was a crazy time for sure for sure that's awesome yeah all these guys out here and and trent do you want to uh talk about your new product your new product very briefly i'll talk you to tell you it's trent takes on it's going to be dropping uh well drops november 1st officially but it's already out there so find it at Trent Takes On. You can follow it on on Twitter. The pod itself has its own Twitter handle, well, which is Trent Takes On. At Trent Takes On. It's really really simple. And then my personal Twitter handle, which I think everybody should should have, because oh, yeah. I'm blowing up the twits. Oh yeah, he he. At Drunken underscore Trent. You 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 are probably you are Clippers Twitter. I feel like so you you're you're everywhere. I try and I, and I try to be nothing but positive. You know, I see all the negativity that comes from another fan base. That's really close to ours and just all the smack talk and all that, blah, blah, blah. I don't need any of that. You don't need any of that. Let's be positive. Let's all be positive and lift each other up. Cause you know, that's where I'm at. And that's I what Trent Takes On's going to do. I didn't know you were going to talk about the Orlando Magic's fan base on here like that, but <laughs> <laughs> how dare I, how dare I, uh, I, uh, I have nothing bad to say about those four people in Orlando. I want to I want to thank you personally Trent also because I feel like the LA Clips Forum podcast really got off because you started reposting and started telling people about it and people who trust you started to be like hey you know what if Trent's listening to this and I'll listen to this and I appreciate you 
Thank you so much, Brian. And I got to tell you, it, it all comes back to you. When, when you fulfill that, that self-fulfilling prophecy, you, you're doing a good job and you're getting the positive reinforcement. It just makes you better every week. I think you guys are doing a bang up job. Yeah. I love a fan pod for fans. I just, I love it. I Thank love you. It. And uh, I, do you guys want to do this again at some point? Oh yeah. Yeah. Let's uh, th- this was extremely fun and hopefully, you know, Jesse could be here next time. For sure. Uh, uh yeah so you know you can follow the ellie cliffs forum on twitter at ellie cliffs forum or on instagram at ellie cliffs forum and what's Uh, wait what's jake's twitter handle um, jkebrns at jkebrns jkebrns.com um i'm thinking we're gonna get something in the next three weeks so oh all right cool i'll wait i'll send you my address i get the freebies right yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like the first, well, like yeah. this one's a little off center. We'll send. Yeah, it. like the the ones that you didn't get right. No, those are good. Yeah, to us, right. I got like, a lot of those. I got a lot of those joints. You know, I, I got a lot like misprints. <gasps> I love like, the flawed shirts. I love them. Yeah, the flawed stuff is crazy. Like they, I got, they match my psyche. I, I like to pretend <laughs> I'm a hipster. So if I got like oh, I got that limited edition misprint, for, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah, when. It, yeah, I had crazy manufacturing issues in the summer because of COVID. Oh, um, like uh, these ports that are locked up, like it's affecting like fabric, like ink yep. print, like, tons of stuff. And um, yeah, I, I had crazy issues with trying to get shirts out at one point. Um, yeah, no, I appreciate everybody, all of you guys. LA Clips Forum, Trent, I can't wait to listen, man. I'm seriously excited. Um, Check. You should be able to download them right now, I guess. I'm ready. Yeah, Spotify, 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 or Apple Music, or it's supposed to be anywhere where you can get your. Uh, I, I I did the Buzzsprout just drop, and they it populates everywhere. But sometimes it takes a few hours. So yeah, okay, stick. yeah, for sure. Yeah. And if you need anything from us, well, we got you. All so, right. Yeah, I'm gonna do. I'm gonna do a monthly thing. I really do. I really want to do this. I'm gonna master this uh, Zoom thing, and then I'm gonna have other pods on my pods explaining their pods. Oh, that's pretty cool. I want to call it Pimp My Pod. That's pretty cool. Does that I like am that. I on to something there or you're on to something? Right, I would I would I'd probably have I'd probably say that Trent's usually always on to something. All right, uh, cool. I, I've I've kept I've kept an eye on your Twitter and I'm like, right, if I had that brain right there, I would be doing a lot more than hanging out with Jesse every Sunday. <laughs> I need a Jesse to hang out with. You guys will be my Jesse's. Yeah, we're we're your Jesse's. <laughs> Much love, much love to you guys. And that was our first fan club slash support group podcast, I guess. Um, Yeah. And we're out. Peace.